0: The Online Marketing Show, every day with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.
1: Hello, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is success mentor, Jasmine Platt. Go to jasmineplatt.com to find out more. Jasmine, thank you so much for being on the show.
0: It is a pleasure to be here.
1: Jasmine, you help people to create miracles in their business. How did you get started doing this for people?
0: That's a really good question. I did start off specifically working with people in their business. Uh, What happened for me was that I was... um, just to take you right back, I was 19 years old and I was at law school studying obviously law and, and was doing an accounting degree as well and I, I really wasn't happy mm-hmm. and at the same time I had the uh, benefit of going out with a, a guy whose friend um, took us to an Amway introduction and um, I, we had zero interest in participating in selling soap on a rope but the thing that stood out for me, Joey, about that experience where there was all these people up on the stage and they were showing photographs up on the big projectors of um, Hawaiian holidays and all this incredible stuff and that was not the way that I was brought up. I did not grow up thinking that um, I was going to uh have a career that was about happiness. I was certainly pushed to become successful but more from an academic standpoint and so that's what I was doing and I realized I was actually miserable. I didn't enjoy law, I didn't enjoy accounting but I was very good at it and so at that point I knew that my life I wanted to be about helping people to become happy essentially. Mm -hmm. So um, I I foresaw a new future and went into um, coaching after that and um, at the same time I finished my business degree so there was a natural fit between uh, supporting people to be happy and powerful and, and making good choices about the life that they wanted as well as those who over time it became obvious there was a number of them who were developing their businesses so it was just a natural fit really between the work that I was doing um, and supporting them with the way that they were um, thinking and what they were doing practically in regard to their business. At the same time, I did a lot of training um because I happened to meet a, a woman who I had a lot of respect for, she, I didn't know exactly what it was that she did when I met her, but she atten- essentially turned out to be a, a, um, a psychic or a, a clairvoyant, but she, her background was that she had a PhD in biochemistry. She was a research doctor at the university with this profound gift um, for having, how would I put it, knowledge and Wisdom and experience about my life that she couldn 't possibly know, mm-hmm. and it it shook my world in a considerable way because i didn 't have any spiritual beliefs at that time when I met her and Because it was so profound, I went on to train with her and she 's been a mentor of mine now for the last fourteen years so she 's trained me in how to deepen the work that I do to support people. Um, it, not just in regard to their business, but also their mindset and understanding things, being able to uh, channel information for them, it would be a, one way to put it, um, mm-hmm. that they may not have awareness of. And that's added a considerable number of layers to uh, the benefits that, that um, sort of come from that work. So,
1: Is there a spiritual element to your teachings as well? Sometimes spirituality and business don't seem to meet, but is is that something that happens with what you do?
0: Well life is spiritual. Mm -hmm. And whether we have spiritual or religious beliefs or not, it doesn't change the fact that we're all here um, to fulfill something. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what spirituality really is about. So um, it's it's interesting because a lot of people will assume that business and spirituality don't actually meet, but in the same way that life is spiritual, so is business. Mm -hmm. And um, so is there a spiritual component to what I do? Absolutely. Um, But in a very uh academic or left brain kind of a way I, I like to, to help people to bridge the gap between the way that they think um, and uh, being able to capitalize on the benefits of, of metaphysics so mm-hmm. a lot of people who have studied things like the secret um, the law of attraction all that sort of stuff um, there's actually a mechanics behind the way that we think and the way that the universe responds to the way that we think so Yes, to answer your question,
1: yes there is. So I know that one of your concepts that you teach is a concept called bliss. What is bliss?
0: Bliss fundamentally is about happiness. I, one of the things that came obvious to me when working with people who were really committed to being successful is that they were successful but they weren't necessarily happy. And so I don't see the point in striving for success if at the end of the day we're, we're miserable and I have a, um, a number of people that I know who are successful and they're not happy and then I have a number of people that I know that are happy and they're not successful and I, I think that we can have the best of both worlds mm-hmm. so bliss is about fundamentally happiness, it's about doing what we love it's about being somebody that we love being it's about being proud of ourselves and, and living the fullest um, be, being the the best leader that we can be of our own lives and inevitably what happens when we're um, living that sort of life, Joey, is that what, pop, what pops up is our limiting beliefs. What pops up is the stuff that is our specific stuff that we have to work through. So it's about transforming anything in our life that isn't the way that we want it and anything that's standing in the way of, of us living the full of expression of life and learning how to really flow and to create um, a life in any Anything that we're creating, whether that's a business or a family or, you know, I know that you're a, you're a family man and, and creating a family is a really, really huge component to being alive for those of us that have children. So it's learning how to flow, um, with the challenges that arise so that we can be at peace and blissful regardless of what it is that we have going on. So it's a big concept
1: yeah and and I guess that it's relevant for everyone, whether they're building a business or not at any stage of a business as well, whether you're on the road to success, perhaps sometimes along the way, it would be nice to be in a more blissful state. So I know that if you would take my journey, Jasmine, my own personal journey, I used to be very very stressed and work myself almost into an early grave sometimes. so I think whether you've achieved success already, whether you're on the way there or just beginning, I think this is someone that's needed for everyone. Absolutely. So uh, I'd imagine Jasmine that the vast majority of the time people aren't in bliss and perhaps people listening to this are not feeling in bliss themselves. So let's talk about what is stopping us from that and how can we get there. First thing I'd like to talk about is if we're trying hard and we're struggling at the moment from a business perspective what could possibly be holding us back?
0: It almost always comes back to learning beliefs, and so to that that's a a term that is often bandied around but think about it in terms of wrong concepts. Like if we have a wrong concept for something, whether that's related to ourselves, whether that's related to how to create results, whether that's related to our way of seeing people or our clients or a prospective market or the willingness of of that market to want to give us money, then those wrong concepts need to be changed in order to make way for us to be able to to make money doing what it is that we want to be doing. So um, it's always about our internal reality that we've got formed. And that internal reality has been shaped um, from my viewpoint from two things. One is the way that we've brought up and, and not only the way that we're brought up but also our experiences after that that created a sense of how the world works. I have a client who uh, she came to me because she, she desperately loved doing what she was doing and she was not making the money she wanted to be making. She was faced with this situation of, of being in a financial situation where she was going to need to go back and get herself a job doing what she didn't want to be doing and that, that really wasn't what she wanted. So, she came and she said, I knew there's something that is going on, I don't know what it is. So, I took her on a bit of a journey that included asking her some questions. About her upbringing and it turns out that she was raised by a, um, a in a farming family. Mm-hmm. And so I got her speaking about that and as she was sharing it, it was, the language that she was using was giving me a lot of insight into the internal reality that she had. And she was unconscious to the extent to which this was holding her back. But one thing she said that I latched onto to, to h- help her to uncover what I call the, the shit file because there's always a, um, a, a central core belief uh, that is is causing the issue. Um, she she made this comment like they would get a call, I think it was a phone call, in those days to be told what the the price of milk powder or or milk was for that day or that week. And she said, and that when they made that call, that told us how much money that there was going to be. Mm-hmm. And she said, I could tell that my parents would be either happy or sad or or stressed or relieved according to that phone call. And I said to her, who is they? When you refer to they, who are they? And now she was six or eight years old at the time, so she didn't have a sense of who they were. But it was as though there was some God in the sky who had the ability to cause the family either increased money or decreased money increased stress or decreased stress according to the whim of the the telephone gods who made that call. (laughs) So her family did not experience that they had the power to shape their own financial future because it wasn't down to them. They had to work the the same amount of time and go through exactly the same process for money that wasn't determined by them. Mm -hmm. And here she was in a completely different kind of business where she was completely Um, able to create whatever wealth that she wanted to, but she had the perception that her clients were the ones or her her potential market were the ones who had power over her income. So we had to do some work then on shifting, firstly, helping to bring to her awareness that's what had been happening, and secondly, shifting her internal realities so so that she had a sense that she could have power and say Mm -hmm. entirely 100% over her income. And then we had to go to work on shifting shifting the blocks out of the way. So coming back to the, the question that you're asking, it's, it's always about internal reality. The other part to it as well as the way that we are brought up and the experiences that we have that shape that is that I, I used to believe that we came here as a blank slate, mm-hmm. that we didn't have any inherent beliefs, that we were an open book. And that is certainly one way of seeing things, and it's not wrong to see it that way. But there is another way that, that some people subscribe to, and it doesn't matter whether you believe this or not to be true, or whether you see it as a model, or whether you see it as a um, you know, complete hocus-pocus. But here's a, here's a thought. It's if we came here with something to fulfill on, then we came with what I refer to as soul themes. And what a soul theme is, is something that our soul has chosen to come in and experience in this lifetime. One thing that I'm seeing a lot with my clients at this point is that they're coming in with issues around their own sense of power and their own sense of self-expression. Those are two very strong themes I'm seeing at the moment. So what I'm seeing with their businesses is the need for them to experience themselves as being powerful, themselves as being able to create whatever abundance that they want and then learning how to communicate in a way um, that has them fulfill on what it is that they're passionate about. So sharing their message, let's say if they're a coach or a a thought leader of some sort or for those people who, um, let's say physios, they don't necessarily have thought leadership in the way that they do things but they do have messages to teach that they could then choose to step up and to share their greater gifts with the world, both physically, but also through having themselves stand out as a as a physio, as opposed to being in the the, the same group of uh, well, the comp- competition with every other standard physio. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that you talk about mindset as one key place where there could be a blockage or a problem for us. Uh, I know that strategy is another area that you cover as well, and also behaviour. There may be some kind of behavioural issue. So. If money is not showing up right now, how do we evaluate and identify where our problems are? How do we work out what the problem is, first of all?
0: That's a good question. It's all, it, well, Fundamentally, it always comes down to mindset. Because the, if it, you asked about behaviors, and a beha- the behaviors that we have and the habits we have are uh, a function of our mindset. So um, if there's a behavioral issue or a habit that, that we're aware that we are exhibiting, then it's always powerful to go back and, and ask oneself, what is it that we're, we believe? What would we have to believe in order to be behaving this way? Because mm-hmm. it's always a belief. Now from a strategy standpoint, that's, it's kind of similar. We will apply whatever strategy that we believe mm-hmm. will work. But what I see a lot of people and marketers doing is that they're trying something. It's not producing the results they want. And instead of, um, going straight to the question, all right, how do I have to tweak my strategy or change my strategy? Who shall I employ to help me to or hire as a, a mentor or a trainer to help me to change my strategy or help me to learn some new um, technique that is, is um, going to produce a better result or potentially produce a better result? What people tend to do, Joey, is they go, there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with my product or maybe I'm just not cut out for this. They they go into Mm self-doubt and often it can be strategy. And so it's powerful to, I don't know whether you have a a community of people around you who provide you with mentoring and training and support and that sort of thing, but I don't know many successful entrepreneurs out there who succeed on their own. Mm -hmm. And if you go and read just about any book about any successful entrepreneur, they'll go through, like in terms of their biographies, they'll go through all the people that were on their team that supported them. So strategy is something certainly to have a look at. Um, When it comes to devising a strategy that's going to work, I think the first thing to recognize is if your strategy is not working, cool, you just need to change it. But as far as how to change it, that really is an individual thing. What I would coach somebody on in terms of their strategy, it really depends on what it is that they're trying to accomplish. So I would say in terms of encouraging your listeners to... Um, identify whether it's a mindset or a strategy issue. Is consider it might be a strategy issue. Mm-hmm. If it's not work, it's like if you if you're wanting to lose forty pounds mm-hmm. and it's not working, then if you know that you're doing everything you can, it's not a mindset thing, but your strategy is not working. Then it's it's just important to go find another strategy. Mm-hmm. And there are millions of different things out there that you can you can try. So it's a combination of both
1: often. Okay, so let's assume that we have some negative beliefs around money that we have a scarcity or a poverty mindset? What can we do to change that?
0: Well, first of all, you've got to know what you want mm-hmm. and you've got to be more committed to, to changing the belief than you do sticking where you're at because often people will assume that they want to be somewhere else. They'll say, I want to achieve success for this, but then their behaviors and their mindset actually tell them that they want what they're getting now more than they want what they're saying they want. Mm-hmm. So if, if we acknowledge that, Okay. Yes, it might be scary. Okay. Yes, it's. Um, I'm afraid of moving forward, or um, I'm afraid of stepping out. And often it is those kinds of things that people haven't identified, are actually what are cause. Like it's more comfortable staying where they are. But if we do want to move forward, and if we're committed to that, then what we need to do is to get help. Like I, I seriously do not know any other way. And the reason why is that we're blind to our own blind spots. As I was going through the progression of my own career, I had a lot of help from different people to help me to see the things that I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So if you're aware that you have a belief around money or a shit file around money or poverty or or scarcity, it's really important that you get help because you can try and go through the process yourself and and, and work out, you know, what happened in my childhood and how was I raised and blah, blah, blah. But unless you find the core belief that is keeping all of that stuff uh stuck together. Then the likelihood that you'll break through it yourself is fairly, um, fairly low.
1: So sometimes you just need that outsider's perspective.
0: Absolutely, from somebody that does that kind of work. A lot of people will will go to friends and they'll say, "Hey, I'm struggling with this," or to their parents. And their pa- all all those people do is they will share their own beliefs that may or may not have anything to do with where your particular shit file is yeah we we can see it a lot when we look out at the people that we have in our own lives that we believe that should be doing something differently you know maybe they're overweight or maybe they're in a, an unhealthy relationship or uh, maybe they need to believe in themselves more We can as much as we like stand on a soapbox and tell them what we think that they should do or what we think that their problem is mm-hmm. but notice how little difference that that actually makes for the person in a lot of cases you know, every now and again we might be able to say something insightful but Definitely, it's about getting help from the right people.
1: Yeah, that's very true what you've said. You've got to be ready and asking the right questions, seeking it out. Um, Like you said, you can sometimes see someone else's situation quite clearly, and they can't help themselves or they don't want to. And I guess it would be very silly or very biased to think that we are any different than that. So there are probably lots of things that we're going through ourselves that we just can't see. And so I love that answer. I think that's really insightful.
0: I think of it in terms of a funnel, that at the bottom of the funnel is our results. Like what pops out the bottom of the bottom of a funnel is a result, mm-hmm. and so if what 's popping out of the bottom of our funnel in our three dimensional reality is low money, low numbers of clients, a lot of stress, a lot of hours spent behind the computer, then we 've got to look at what 's going into the funnel at the top and What's going in at the top, uh, or what's settled at the top of the funnel will be beliefs. It'll be images from our childhood that we're, we will almost always match our reality to what we observed. Now that's not, that's not always completely true. Um, and it, we, it, we can create the, the complete opposite. I have a client who is incredibly wealthy and his parents were incredibly poor and he was so embarrassed going to school with ratty shoes and, and, um, not not being kind of looked after from a, from a financial standpoint, his embarrassment was enough to have him say, I am not going to live like this. And so he has created an entirely different financial reality, but he's actually no more happy than he was in school mm-hmm. because now the experiences that he's attracting to him are ones where he's got beautiful women hanging off his arm and he's got amazing cars and he's got all this stuff, but now he doesn't feel as though people love him for him. He feels like people are around him because of his money. So it's the same self-esteem stuff that he had going on Mm -hmm. back when he was at school. So, But more or less, we will create what we observed growing up, which is why a lot of um, failing entrepreneurs, when when I ask them the question, who have you seen succeed doing what you do? A lot of them will say, well, nobody, to be honest. Either my dad was a, a failing businessman Or alternatively, my parents were academics, or they were just had a regular job, so they haven't actually observed it happening. When you've seen something done, it becomes that much easier to to accomplish. So um, I I can't remember how I got off it. Oh, the the funnel. So when we will create according to our beliefs, according to what we've seen, according to our perception of our own values, and according there's sometimes that soul stuff that I was talking about before. Um, Our soul themes will play a part in that stuff too. And then in the middle of the funnel is the action that we take, the behaviors that we exhibit, the habits that we have, um, that will be a function again of of what we believe. So it's really making sure that that we're going, okay, I don't have the result that I want. What's going on at those higher levels of the funnel that are causing this 3D reality? Because when you change things higher up the funnel, that's when the the 3D results will
1: shift. Jasmine, is this an uncomfortable change? We're talking about breaking down our beliefs and our worldviews, even though there are negative uh, views and beliefs um, that are holding us back, but we're still radically shifting our paradigm. So even though we want this, is this a tough process, this transition, or does it come easily?
0: It's pretty easy. It's fun. When people start, see, when people are stressed enough and struggling and overwhelmed enough to seek help, Mm-hmm. they already know what shitty feels like <laughs> and so when they actually start to then break down uh, their uh, their story mm-hmm. and we start to have a look and, and peel things away and say okay this is what's going on and this is what's going on all of a sudden they can go from overwhelmed to, to suddenly understanding it and when they start to understand it instead of being a struggle it, suddenly it makes sense and so as they're going through that and we're releasing the blocks, then either what I find, Joey, is either um, a result will show up straight away because we got the file or alternatively, it might be that a person has got three or four or ten files or ten blockages for us to have to, to um, work through. But when you have a partner on your side who knows what they're doing and can help you to do that, that that's a really fun process.
1: Let's move on to another limiting belief. We've covered limiting beliefs around money. How about limiting beliefs around ourselves? How we see ourselves, I guess our identity, that, you know, also what we believe that we're capable of. So could you talk a little bit about how that affects things and how we can change it for the better? Mm
0: -hmm. So, we live life and we produce results according to our belief about ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we were taught when we were younger that we weren't particularly capable, then that will certainly show up in our business. If we were taught that we weren't particularly creative, then that will show up in our business. If we were taught that we were poor communicators, or that we—if uh, we weren't listened to as kids, then that will show up. So our, our identity, our sense of who we are and what we're capable of, is, is um, will play itself out. So until we find what it is that is causing us the, the blockage. Then it, it absolutely will, will have an impact on our results. Does that, does that kind of answer your question?
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. So, so how can we turn it around? What can we do to have more belief in ourselves?
0: I want to tell you a story because I believe that, that often a story will help us to get insight into our own needs, um, more than necessarily theory. So I had this client who was struggling to, uh, uh, to achieve results, and he was feeling really fraudulent with what it was that he was doing. He was making money and he was doing okay, but he wasn't doing what he loved, and that was causing him a lot of pain. And so, you so just to, to come back to, to to your question and to um, giving some insight to the people listening, you need to get aware of what it is that's causing you. Frustration. In this guy's case, it was the fact that his business wasn't aligned with who he is. Mm-hmm. He was doing something for money. And even though it was making him money, he was uncomfortable. So it's about recognizing that you can make money doing what you love when you get everything lined up properly. So what I did with this particular guy is I helped him to, uh, give himself permission to do what he loved, trusting that he could, together with me and whoever else that he wanted to work with, come up with a strategy for helping him to be successful doing that as opposed to the stuff he'd been told by another coach that he should do because it was a lucrative market to go into. In him choosing to give himself permission to do what he loved and prioritizing that over the lucrative market and staying trusting he could make money doing what he loved, he started to make the transition into this new service that he wanted to create. The moment that he got his ducks in a row with that stuff, all of a sudden, not only was he able to attract clients who were prepared to pay him higher money than he'd been been paying before, but he got more of them. He got better clients, better quality clients than he had been working with before, and he started to feel really happy and fulfilled with what he was doing, Mm -hmm. The the energy difference between who he was at the beginning of, of working together and afterwards was he was fundamentally different. To start with he was tired, overwhelmed, stressed and kind of hiding because he, he did he felt like a fraud. At the end he was a uh, passionate and excited and um happy and fulfilled. And what that did was that then made him magnetic to potential clients who would call him up and say hey I'm wanting to talk with you about this and he just seemed so much more alive that he was really engaging or is really engaging so so to come back to your question it's, it's really important um, to recognize what's going on on the inside because you know and it's part of that question you asked to start with Joey about is the work that I do spiritual mm-hmm. our, our emotions are spiritual things mm-hmm. there's, there's certainly a biological component to it where our our emotions and the way that we feel physically will be a reflection of, of the chemicals that go on according to the way that we think. But there's also a spiritual component to it. When we are in our flow, when, it, when we're doing what it is that we love doing that are at the expression of our own gifts for the world, it feels different than when we're slugging along doing what we think, what's, what somebody else has told us that we should do or, um, or if something isn't feeling right, we can feel it. So it's acknowledging those feelings. And then starting to go to work on finding somebody or if we want to try working through it ourselves to help us to break down those limiting beliefs or that limiting internal reality that we have.
1: Jasmine, if we're feeling things such as fear, stress, uh, we're procrastinating, we're feeling overwhelmed, none of these things are particularly pleasant. How can we break free from these types of things?
0: Each of those things that you mentioned is different. So, for example, procrastination, sometimes we procrastinate and it's a really good thing sometimes we procrastinate because we actually don't want to do it okay. and so trying to push ourselves to do something that we don't want to do you really want to ask why are you doing that because sometimes it's a, it's a clue from your inner self or from your soul to say you know what you actually don't want to do it and it's you're better off to not do it and then to sit back and really ask yourself if you're committed if it's something like you want to lose weight and Um, you aren't going to the gym. Do you really want to lose weight or would you rather be at home being comfortable? And it's either choice is perfectly okay, but it's about telling the truth because if you're sitting on the couch feeling bad, I'd rather have you sitting on the couch eating chocolate feeling good (laughs) than sitting on the couch eating chocolate feeling bad. Right? But what will often happen is that because we spend so much time and energy beating ourselves up about the fact that we're procrastinating, we're actually draining our energy source. Right, so the very energy that we needed to get ourselves motivated to get up and go to the gym is being spent on feeling bad. Right, so mm-hmm. procrastination is really worthwhile checking in, seeing if you really want what you say you want and then choosing to be committed or choosing to just give yourself a break and often choosing to give yourself a break from it will, will have this profound effect of reducing the amount of stress you're putting on yourself and then what suddenly will arise in the space is inspiration and energy suddenly to do the thing that you've been procrastinating forever. Right. In terms of overwhelm, um, it's the same thing, It's I would say take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, overwhelm is a function of a series of limiting beliefs piled on top of each other that are causing um, uh, kind of like a sp- plate of spaghetti source of stuff or a heavy cloud over your head and it's really hard to see clearly so mm-hmm. take a break, take all the pressure off, go have a massage, go take three weeks off, whatever it is that you need to do to relieve the pressure and then you'll be in a much better situation to be able to change it. In terms of the first ones, I think you mentioned fear and stress. Those, again, are a function of limiting beliefs so it's about peeling it back. Sometimes people will have stress because they're working too hard so it's worth having a look at what you believe about work and what you believe about producing results. If you believe that you have to produce results by working long hours and working really, really hard, then you will match your 4D reality, the actions you're taking in terms of that funnel to that belief. So that client I mentioned before who had the farming parents, they believed that they had to work really, really hard to earn any money and then the, the farming gods would, would determine their income. And so their reality was absolutely a match what they believed. And interestingly, their parents had a very similar kind of um her parents' parents had the same kind of stuff going on. So these beliefs are often passed down generation after generation. And because we keep seeing it, it keeps showing up. So it's, it's really important as a parent, Joey, mm-hmm. that we gift to our children belief, a, a new set of beliefs from what we were brought up with. I was certainly brought up with limiting beliefs around money and work. Mm-hmm. But because of seeing that struggle and because of seeing the impact on my parents, I knew that I was, did not want my kids to go through that. And so I've done a lot of work on myself to get things happening and shifting in a totally different direction from my parents such that I have new uh, perspectives and gifts to be able to give to my children. So fear and stress, that's all about peeling back
1: the beliefs. Brilliant. So my final question, Jasmine, is how can having a mentor put us on the right track? What are the benefits and the shortcuts that we will gain by having a mentor?
0: A mentor has done it. So a mentor can provide you with a different set of images than the ones that you have experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. They have insights into ways to do things that can change your situation immediately. They can see outside of your limiting beliefs to what you need to do, how you need to think, uh, and they can give you the fastest uh, way possible to do that. It's also like having a, having a team of um People, or a, 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 even if it's just the team, is just you and them, um, who are mutually uh, focused on the outcome that you're trying to achieve, and that is so much, um, so much more supportive and, so in some ways, safe than trying to do it on your own.
1: Sure. So, um, how do we pick the right mentor? Because every mentor is slightly different. They've all had their own experiences. Um, what they believe is possible differs from mentor to mentor. Their methods and the results that they can help us attain will differ from mentor to mentor. So, how do you find someone that's right for you?
0: You've got to establish what it is that you need help with. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there is, um, if you know that lead generation, for example, is something that you're struggling with, then look out there for mentors who have expertise in that area. If you know that what you're struggling with is mindset, then look out there for people who have expertise in that area. And then I'm a big believer in following your heart. If you have an an, an impulse or an intuition that says that you want to work with this person over that person, then go with that. Because theres um, there'll be a reason for it. And so you can be can have two options sitting there Um, and one will feel better than the other so it's it's really a matter of weighing up what you know you need and what feels right and certainly have a conversation with them you'll know by the end of the conversation whether they feel like the right
1: person for you or not well jasmine thank you so much for spending time with me today and for giving us this incredible information and helping us to see these issues and hopefully going forward turning these things around where can we go to find out more about you? And do you have any way that you can help us further? If we really enjoyed what we heard today and if we think that these issues might be our issues, is there any way that you can help us?
0: Sure. So on my website, which is www.jasmineplank.com, there's a couple of things that could be useful for you. If um, if you're, see, I've, I've put together a report recently, which is specifically written for coaches or anybody who's in the business of helping people to achieve results, on there is a link to a, to that report. Uh, to be honest, there's also a, um, a lot of insight in that report that any entrepreneur could get some value from. So you're welcome to go and download that report. Um, they're also on my. Website is a link which says, I think it says speak to Jasmine. It's a, it's a blue button. And if you are committed to getting results and are struggling to, to do that yourself and would like to have a conversation to see whether there's any way that, that I can help you with that, then I am more than happy to have a conversation to support those people to achieve that.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. That's very generous of you. And uh, with that, we'll bring this call to a close. Thank you, everyone who joined us. I really hope that you got a lot of value from it. If you think that you did, uh, please show us some love. Leave a review on iTunes for this podcast and go reach out to Jasmine over at jasmineplatt.com. Finally, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.
1: The Online Marketing
0: Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell